This is the WHL This Week Radio Edition, presented by the Western Hockey League. Here's your host, John Keane. Hey, welcome to the show. We have lots ahead this week. We'll start with the Seattle Thunderbirds as one of three undefeated teams in the WHL heading into the weekend. WHL Player of the Week is Lucas Siona. It's a big reason why the T-Birds are where they are. He'll be our guest in moments. Don't miss that chat. Brandon Weekings trailblazed through the BC Division. First East Division team through in three seasons. More with head coach Don McGilvery and Edmonton Oilers draft pick Jake Chason, who was back in his home province. And a new and innovative theme night is coming to a WHL rink near you, powered by Nickelodeon. And it's promising to be, well, not your ordinary WHL game night. More later. First up, Seattle Thunderbirds 19-year-old forward Lucas Siona, the WHL Player of the Week. And what a week it was. He put up 11 points, including seven goals. And he joins us here ahead of another busy weekend. Lucas, what a big week for you. Uh, You look at some of those wins, uh, some rivals, I guess you could say. It probably was a good week for you uh, and your team in Seattle. Such a huge week for uh, us as a team. I mean, we got the nice win against the Oil Kings, which felt good, especially after last year's uh, loss in the finals. And then Saturday night, we uh, took care of business against Everett. So uh, winning those games is always a huge for us. Yeah, let's talk about the Edmonton game. First uh, matchup since that WHL Championship Series. Both teams have made changes, uh, some significant changes, but were you able to sort of rally around uh, what happened in the playoffs in that one? Yeah, I think we were all a little, not a little, we were all, uh, you know, a little bitter about it. And uh, we just wanted to come out and uh, show the WHL kind of what was up because, I mean, losing last year was uh, pretty upsetting. And then, this year's a whole new year. I mean, they're they're a totally different team than they were last year. So many guys moving on into the pros. So, I mean, uh, that's a lot different. But uh, for us, it was still the same thing. Still, still playing against that same crest. So it was it was huge for us to get the win, and it felt really good in the room afterwards. Then you go into Everett and put up eleven. Uh, at Angel of the Winds Arena, which is something that is not done very often, if ever. I think that might have been uh, a record. No, I that think it's the highest ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So how, how did you guys get like, it? How did you guys get it done? We were just gelling. I mean, uh, everybody came out pretty hard that game for us, and uh, you know, it was just going going that day. We were, you know, getting uh, bounces our way a little bit, but I mean, our guys were just burying the puck. I mean. It, <laughs> You score 11 goals, something's got to be going right for you. So, I mean, we were just having fun out there, and we were playing hard, doing the right things, and uh, we just got rewarded for it. I want to talk about you for a second here. You you played last year. You've been in Seattle now for a few seasons, but, but last year you were able to almost fly under the radar a little bit. I mean, there was some bigger names ahead of you, right? The 19- and the 20-year-olds, Jared Davidson, Lucas Vaikovsky. Uh And now maybe this is more about you and, and your group now. Do you feel like... Last year, you were maybe a guy that was behind uh, some guys, and now this is maybe your time? I think we were just such a deep team last year. I, I wouldn't say I was behind, but, I mean, we are such a deep team. We had, you know, huge guys. I mean, we had Matt Rempe, who was kind of our go-to guy for the net front, and then this year I'm kind of kind of back up there. So, I mean, it, it wasn't that I was getting, uh, you know, not not playing or something or overshadowed. It was more just like we were such a deep team. We had so much firepower and skill up there that, I mean, like everybody was just, 
you know, having fun and producing there. So, I and I mean, this is a good start for me this year, definitely. But I mean, we're also just playing hard again. It's you know, hasn't changed too much. We have a lot of the same guys coming back. So, kind of just uh, playing all well together and kind of the same thing this year. I mean, just feels good. I would say your game, the way the, the game you play, is almost a dying breed, and it's unfortunate because I would say that you're a power forward type and one of the best in that role in the WHL, and we don't see a lot Thank of you. that anymore. Do, do you feel like maybe that uh, your role is um, you know sought after that NHL teams really want guys like you? Yeah, I think it's definitely something that's uh, kind of shying away from the game. There's, I mean, hockey's becoming a little bit of a, more of a skill game, and you know, you see guys like that Arbor Jack Eye guy going in the NHL this year who's just, you know, he's huge and physical. He's a D-man for sure, but, I mean, he's just a dying breed. You know, I read a quote about how, you know, 10 years ago there would have been 10 guys like that on any NHL team, and now there's, you know, only probably 10 guys in the whole league. So I think it's definitely uh, going away a little bit, but, I mean, for me it's, you know, that's my game, and, uh, it's definitely something that I have to keep working on and keep playing like because it, it's working for me. Mm-hmm. For sure it is. Uh, you're a draft pick of the Calgary Flames. You're an Edmonton guy. I'm sure this creates some conflict maybe in the household with your friends. Tell me what that's about. Yeah, I mean, the household, not too much. I mean, my family all is so happy uh, for me for you know getting drafted by the Flames. Uh, so no better feelings there, but I mean, definitely with the buddies joking around and they're all huge Oilers fans. So, I mean, nobody's, uh, nobody's going to be wanting to rock, uh, a Flames jersey anytime soon, but I mean, causes a little fun. I'm going to get quite a few texts and, uh, chirps back, uh, for being with the Flames, but it's all in fun. You have a great opportunity to showcase your game to to sign an NHL contract. You've seen some teammates do that. That has to be not only, of course, leading Seattle onto a, a title, but but to sign a contract here has to be on your radar. Definitely. I mean, uh, you know, with te- with team success comes individual success. So, you know, for me, I, it, we're focused on winning a championship this year, and that's the first and foremost. We'd be disappointed if we don't. So, you know, that's all what we're going for. That's the main goal here, and I mean. With that success comes a lot of individual success, like you saw with, you know, Henrik Rubinsky last year for uh, Svechkovsky, Tyrell Bauer, Matt Rampey, all those guys signing huge deals. I mean, you know, it just leads to good stuff for us. So first and foremost, it's about winning a championship here. And then, you know, you know, my play uh, will settle itself there definitely with, you know, success from our team. So I'm definitely focused on it, but, uh, you know, winning championships is first and foremost. All right. Well, for what it's worth, I think you're one of the most underrated players in the WHL, and it's probably nice to get some recognition on your behalf as the WHL Player of the Week. Yeah, Lucas, congratulations on this continued success. Thank you very much. It means a lot to me. From the drop of the puck to the Ed Chanel Cup, this is the WHL This Week Radio Edition. A total of 24 WHL players have been named to Canada's three under-17 rosters set for the 2022 World Under-17 Challenge set for November in Langley and Delta, B.C. The 66 participating players have been divided into the three teams. There's Team Canada Black, Team Canada Red, and Team Canada White. 
The Lethbridge Hurricanes, Moose Jaw Warriors, Prince Albert Raiders, Prince George Cougars, Red Deer Rebels, and Swift Current Broncos will each be represented by two players, while Calgary, Edmonton, the Everett Silvertips, Medicine Hat Tigers, Regina Pats, Seattle, Spokane, Tri-City Americans, and the Vancouver Giants will each have one player taking part at the event. Now, in addition to the 24 players, 11 WHL hockey operations personnel have also been named to the staffs of the three Canadian squads, including Moose Jaw Warriors, Head coach Mark O'Leary. He'll serve as bench boss for Team Canada Black. Spokane Chiefs head coach Ryan Smith and Swift Current Broncos head coach Devin Pratt will serve as assistant coaches. The Branded Wheat Kings are the first East Division team to get back to playing the BC Division on the road since the 2018 19 season. In fact, Brandon last through the westernmost province in November of 2018, nearly four years ago. I spoke with head coach Don McGilvery and veteran 19-year-old Jake Chason, who's from Abbotsford this week. For McGilvery, it's been a good trip. It's fun to be out here. It's fun to be out playing against the teams in the West, and uh, certainly the weather's been outstanding, so we can't complain about that. It's minus, uh, I think it's in the minuses where we, we come from, so uh, we'll take that, and uh, it's always better when you're having a little bit of success, so we're hoping to grind out a few more wins. We can get eight games out of the way on the road, and then uh, you know we'll have a healthy dose of games at the home. When you look at you know where your team is at right now in your cycle, you have a, a lot of good young players. You have six first-rounders on your team here this year. But, but where are you, would you say, in the team cycle? Well, we probably were at the top of the cycle a year of the hub. You know, we had a really good team, a veteran decor, some really good players. Uh, the young guys, you know, they're good players, but at 16, they typically don't make that big of an impact. Um, so we're trying to teach them how to play the, the right way and learn how to play the way we want them to, pl to play. And uh, But they will be good players. And I think we're probably in the middle uh, in terms of, you know, where we want to be. I, I don't think we're the top team, but we're certainly not the bottom team. And if we can scratch and and get ourselves into the playoffs you know sometimes those young guys come along at the end of the season if you can play them a lot now they come along at the end of the year and they can make a difference for you so you know we're we're, we're just taking it game by game hopefully we can scratch enough wins to to get ourselves in a good spot and if we do then we'll give ourselves a chance Don McGill very good to catch up with you uh safe travels hope the weather holds here for you as you, you finish your BC swing okay my pleasure as for forward Jake Chase on an NHL draft pick of the Edmonton Oilers, it's been great to be back home. Yeah, I think everyone's still excited. Obviously, the excitement level is still high coming to new cities. Uh, new cities every night, it feels like. So um, lots of great experience for, for our team on and off the ice. Um, obviously, we're about halfway through now, and we're looking kind of just to finish it off with, uh, with a couple strong games. All right, so uh, when you got back along with, uh, with, uh, with Ben Thornton, when you guys went through uh, the lower mainland, there was this uh, billboard waiting for you guys, sort of welcoming back yourself and, and Thornton uh, to BC. Uh, that was pretty cool. I don't know who was behind that. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I think it was something our families were planning for a while, maybe behind our backs a little bit to surprise us. But um, obviously stuff like that is just super special. Um, you're away from home for quite a long time, so to have that, that homecoming feeling was really special, and, and uh, it was important to Ben and I. It was lots of fun, and the guys loved it on the bus as well. I want to ask you just about getting back to interconference play. I mean, you're in Brandon, you're a long ways away from home, uh, and there's been no crossover the last two years due to COVID. So to get back in this regular routine of the WHL, what does it mean for you and, and your teammates in there? Yeah, I, I think it means uh, it means a lot. Guys guys find themselves uh, on this trip, kind of the players that they can, they can tend to be. Obviously, new competition, uh, maybe some... Uh, yeah, just some new environments, new buildings to play in, and there's a little sense of energy buzzing around our room. So 
Um, obviously, it's nice to be back to, to how this league's supposed to be ran. Uh, I have a lot of buddies on this side, too, that I'm very fortunate enough to play against on this trip. So it, it's been great so far. And you've been touring around sights and sounds. Uh, I saw that you guys were at the BC Wildlife Park here. So this is maybe, you know, I don't want to say you forget what you're here for. It's still hockey, right? But a chance to kind of see what else is out here. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, as a BC guy, I realized on this trip I can't take it for granted when I'm home here in the summer. It's it's uh, obviously such a beautiful province. A lot of these guys' first time being here. So, um, like you said, you can't you can't lose uh, touch of where you're while you're out here. But uh, part of this trip is is really enjoying it with uh, your teammates and, and taking in everything. So it, it's been really good so far. Jay, good to meet you. You're a great spokesperson for the Brandon Wheat Kings, and uh, and welcome home. Appreciate this. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Two teams, one goal. This is the WHL This Week Radio Edition. A brand new initiative is coming across the WHL, the 17 markets, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, and it's all about uh, Nickelodeon Night for Children's Miracle Network. To tell us more about what's coming across the WHL is the Director of Marketing for the WHL, Allison Chambers. Allison, thanks for making some time for WHL This Week. Thanks so much for having me on. First of all, this brand new initiative has been driven by Remax. I know that's been a long-standing partner for the WHL. Yeah, we're so happy to have Remax signed back on for a long-term partnership. They are our longest-standing partner in the Western Hockey League, and we're uh, changing gears slightly, um, moving towards um, a partnership with the Children's Miracle Network and Nickelodeon, as you mentioned. Um, Remax has actually been in 30 years with a partnership with uh, the Children's Miracle Network, so it was a great fit for them, and we're looking forward to, uh, to helping a great cause there. And we're going to see this in 17 markets. It's called Nickelodeon Night for Children's Miracle Network. I've seen Nickelodeon partner with, you know, the NFL, for example, has made sort of a, a special uh, game night feature. We've seen that. So it's coming to the WHL. But what can you tell us, Allison, as far as what we can expect? Yeah, lots of uh, lots of great brands and themes. I think it's going to be a really fun night, especially centered around a children's charity. You know, we're working with brands like SpongeBob SquarePants, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Paw Patrols, just to name a few. So you'll see our guys donned in crazy uniforms, so to speak, for that night. Um, some of them will be in full gear looking like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. But, uh, you know, I think it'll be great. We'll also see some activations in venue. It's really meant to be a fun, light, family-friendly environment um, with some, you know, exciting promotions happening um you know we have one team for example doing teenage mutant ninja turtles and you know sticking with their guy michelangelo doing pizza specials and different <laughs> crazy pizzas throughout the game and you know having uh, a karate group come in and do some local displays and stuff so i think teams are going to have a lot of fun with this one and it should be a great experience for the fans this is bringing back a lot of memories here for me all of a sudden <laughs> that's great uh, these jerseys uh i'm sure will then be auctioned off uh with a charity element what can you tell us about that yeah, exactly. So post uh, post the game nights, each club will do it a little bit differently. So stay tuned on clubs' websites for more information around the games and, and on the jersey auctions. But all of the jerseys will be auctioned off with net proceeds going back to the Children's Miracle Network. And obviously, we'll try to keep those dollars as, as local and regionalized as possible. Now, uh, these theme nights begin, I believe, next month. Uh, what's the what's the schedule look like, Allison? Yeah, they're coming up on us pretty quick. So we kick off in Winnipeg on November 23rd, followed by Red Deer on the 25th. We have a few more clubs that we'll do in December, but really the majority of these game nights are taking place in the new year. Um, so again, check out clubs' websites for more information and specifics on what you can expect around, uh, around each team's individual theme nights. 
Now, I'm assuming that uh, the key on this is, is trying to reach the younger demographic of the WHL, sort of the future fans uh, of the league. Uh, tell me more about what led to sort of, you know, going after the youth here uh, at some of these WHL games. Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, we're a family-friendly environment, and we always try to, you know, talk to the affordability of, of families coming to our markets. And, you know, Remax really wants to be able to, to showcase that as well. And, I mean, what better brand to bring on than Nickelodeon, has, who has all those, great, um, all those great brands to bring forward. So, really, we're going to, you know, promote the games as kind of a surprise and delight theme throughout the game. So, the first thousand or so fans that enter each market, they'll get a scratch card. Um, and you'll have a chance to win some great prizes from Remax, from Nickelodeon, um, lots of cool swag from clubs, autograph stuff, some merchandise stuff, discounts, some stuff at the canteen. Um, so I think it'll be a great experience. And then, again, you know, taking a, a brand like Nickelodeon and giving back to a Children's Miracle Network, just kind of the, the family friendliness and the kid environment of it just, just really worked well together. So we're super excited for these, for these nights and we couldn't have a better partner in Remax to, to celebrate them with. It's Remax Presents Nickelodeon Night for Children's Miracle Network, the Director of Marketing for the WHL, Allison Chambers, our guest. Great job with this. Uh, we look forward. I'm excited to see what this is all about. This should be a lot of fun. Thanks a lot. Thanks so much, John. Hey, that's the show. Big thanks to our guests. I want everybody to have a great weekend. I'm John Keen. Thanks for listening.